0: in person and he said um, I'm just going to come with you and live with you this week wherever you go I'll be with you Um, think, think of that what what differences would that make in our life? Now, see, this morning we talked about the presence of God. God is everywhere, but when it becomes a reality that whoa, He is right here, um, we're kind of like like Jacob in Genesis 28. Jacob. Um, ended up with this meeting with God. And when Jacob um, closed this, he said in verse 16, Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Well, we know the Lord is in every place. He's omnipresent. He's in every place. But most of the time, we act like we don't know it. I mean, I think every one of us here would say, whoa, if Jesus Christ said, I'm going to be with you 24-7. I mean... Honestly, we should have, we should have immediately thought, wow, what a great privilege. You know, we should have been Snapchatting, Twittering, Facebooking, hey, Jesus is going to be with me all week this week. But honestly, we'd probably be thinking, oh, man. And. And the reality of learning to practice the presence of God, of God, excuse me, is very important. And we know His presence is there, but we need to grow in our awareness of it. In the early 1600s in France, there was a man by the name of Nicholas Herman who was born. And as a young man, he fought in the Thirty Years' War. It was in that war that he received a near-fatal injury that left him quite crippled and in chronic pain for the rest of his life. He was educated by a parish priest, and um, through much reading and um, and instruction from an early age, he came to know Christ. And in midlife, following his um, injury from war, he went to work as a cook in a community. And ended up as a cook in a monastery. And um, not only a cook, he um, ended up repairing sandals and, and busy in the kitchen. But one thing he learned was that he really grew in the presence that everything he was doing was in the presence of God. And he said, our life is to find divine joy in God's company. And to make it a habit of our life, we should apply ourselves continually so that without exception, all our actions become small occasions of fellowship with God. I said to you before in the Bible reading, and he said again, If I can pick a carrot off the kitchen floor for the love of God, I will do it. That is practicing the presence of God in communion with God. And and he recorded some of of his life in chronic pain, in greatly disabled... And yet he grew to a point that he really practiced the presence of God. So practicing the presence of God, what does it mean? Well, it means to continually commune and fellowship with God. In other words, we, it's not we pray and then we go do our, we, we fellowship with God. We, not just Bible reading, but through our life work, He said, picking a carrot up off the kitchen floor and making sure it wasn't there longer than five seconds for the five-second rule, doing it to the glory of God. But in whatever we do, the most menial task to what we think might be the most important, we're doing it with the Lord, and our life is... Is a fellowship, is a relationship with God that we that we talk to God, whether it's outright talking, but that we we truly do um, fellowship with God. See, I think sometimes we think our fellowship with God is at church, Bible reading, and prayer, but but that our life centers around God and fellowship with Him. Secondly, it's to continually see God in creation. To continually see God in creation. Do we see and glory in the creation or the God of creation? The, to the Hebrews... The external universe was, they viewed it as a, as kind of a dark screen that concealed God. And yet they would try to see God in all of these things. Um, the cloud of the mountain, they would see it as his covering. The mutterings of the thunder as his voice. The, wind in the tops of the mulberry trees they would picture it as he's walking the sun as his commanding eye i can remember a, a a number of years ago in leading a young man to the lord he worked road construction and and he was so excited about about forgiveness in christ and And he said, you know, Pastor, when I'm, when I'm out there first thing in the morning and I see the sun come up, to me, that's like God's eyes coming up on me. And I thought, wow, this guy's seeing stuff that left over from his drug use. But no, I mean, probably everybody here can, can say, you know, there are certain places in creation or things that I can go to and see in creation and I sense a closeness to God. And it's learning to see God in all creation and, and letting all of this remind us of his presence. I mean, to, to stand in awe. Have you noticed the grass is already starting to turn green? Have you noticed that's the already coming? I mean the God of creation. And uh, and uh, thank you God for the blessing of springtime. I mean 2 weeks from now we may be thanking God again for the power of a blizzard, you know? But either whatever we see here and that's the neat thing about living in Iowa, We get all kinds of weather, and it's God showing us his power. But to learn to see God in this, Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Nature is too thin a screen. The glory of the omnipresent God bursts through it everywhere. And you know what? We can get in living a life and never even... Never even see God in all this that is around us. Our hearts ought to commune with God. When you feel the the warm sun at this time of year, God, thank you for, number one, that I can feel it. Number two, that you've given it. I mean, I'm not going to belabor the point, but to continually see God in creation. This is practicing the presence of God number three to continually depend on God for every need and I don't just mean major needs but every need I mean we we take it so for granted let's stand up as we sing well you know what it's God that gives us the ability to stand up at any moment one little nerve could go haywire and we could never stand up again And uh, acknowledge and continue to acknowledge, God, I need you. And, And to depend on him and learning the presence of God. And there come major needs in life, major needs for direction, major needs for wisdom, major needs for grace. God, I can't continue but to continually go to God for these needs and casting all our care upon him. Sad to say, we often try to meet needs until the last resort. well there's nothing else we can do let's pray and to start with that, I mean the desperate needs that we have in our nation and and we could go on and on and list these but but continually depending on God for every need. And number four, to continually praise God in every circumstance, every circumstance that we find ourselves in, practicing the presence of God. God, thank you that you've allowed this into my life. The blessing, I enjoy this blessing. It's from you. I thank you for it. Lord, this trial, count it all joy. I don't understand it, Lord. I wouldn't have chosen this, but you have a purpose in it. I want to praise you for it. I want you to teach me i mean every situation in life you know when you get home in just a few minutes and you might be able if you make it home awake so you can take a nap right so to to lay it out God thank you for a thank you for a bed, thank you that I have time. Patty nodded her head. She hasn't been in her own bed for seven weeks, right? Nothing like your own bed, even if it's old, right? And, and the reality is, but in, in every circumstance, that our, our hearts ought to be filled with praise. You know what? Our Wednesday night prayer times, we start with praise. It should be so overflowing that we say, pull the reins. Okay, now we're going to make requests. Honestly, it should be. What do I have to praise God for? What don't you have to praise God for? The problem is we don't think about it. And in every circumstance we can, even the most dire circumstances, God wants us to give praise to him. That practicing the presence of God and to continually do all to the glory of God. Okay, God, I'm I'm cleaning the barn out. Do it to the glory of God. I'm changing a diaper. Do it to the glory of God. I'm making supper. Do it to the glory of God. I'm going to work. Do it to the glory. To keep that in front of us. Now, honestly, we said to continually commune and fellowship with God, to continually see God in creation, to continually depend on God for every need, to continually see God in every circumstance, and to continually do all to the glory of God. Honestly, how many of you are saying that's impossible? Okay, that's our goal. Now, we're not going to ask you to tell us what, what percent do you think you do those? But if we never, okay, let's say we're at 10%. Man, that's 90% failure. Okay? Make this week 15% then, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to try to think about the presence of God more in when I see creation. When I see a a young calf kicking its heels and running, thank you, God, for your design. Whatever trips your trigger, you know what I'm saying? When you see some of you ladies, you've already noticed some flowers are starting to stick their head up, right? Didn't somebody, I thought somebody said that. Didn't you say that? See, she notices that. Praise God. I mean, the reality Okay, God, I want to practice your presence more this week. And honestly, the more we practice his presence, the more joy we will have. Brother Lawrence is the guy from the 1600s. and, And his life still lives on as a challenge to others of truly practicing the presence of God. And the reality of, of what it means to us. They, they say of, um, Tennyson. What was Tennyson's first name? You English? Alfred Tennyson, okay? An author, right? They said a lot of people didn't know much about his, um, spiritual life, but his niece said of him that she Would be with him walking on the aisles of the white and the sea sounding in their ears and the beautiful pastures were around them, the bright skies of heaven above them. And Tennyson said to his niece, God is with us now in this place, just as truly as Christ was with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. We cannot see him, but the Father, the Savior, the Spirit are nearer perhaps now than to those who are not about the actual real presence of God and his Christ with all who yearn for him. Surely the love of God takes away and makes us forget all our fears. Tennyson said, listen. I should be sorely afraid to live my life without God's presence. But to feel that he is by my side now, just as much as you are, he said to his niece, that is the very joy of my heart. She said, I looked on him, and as he spoke, the glory of God rested on his face, and I felt that the presence of God overshadowed him. Wonder that his presence... Can be known and felt. Do you understand what the world needs? Is people that live in the presence of God. What we need is to live in the presence of God. At bedtime, rehearse the events of the day and think about how you could have allowed Him to be more of a part of it. What a difference it would have made. And then as we say good night to him, remembering that he will be with us all through the night watching over us. But learning to practice the presence of God, I am not asking you tonight, this afternoon, whatever it is, I'm not asking you to continually, I'm saying let's more and more practice the presence of God. If we say continually, it's like, oh, I could never do that. But as we take the step of God, everything I do today, I want to, I want to picture that you're right here with me. And as I am, I mean, think of it. If you're, if he's right here with you and, and you see the beauty of geese landing on the pond and you say, man, God, thank you for allowing me to see that. Whatever it is that you see, and, and God, I need your help right now. Learning to commune and fellowship with Him and walk with Him. You know, there's, we oftentimes seen, see Him in need, and oftentimes we don't. But when we see Him in, in the need um, and depend on Him, then it brings praise to God. The other day, I had to load a bull up and take it back to McCullough's. And this bull, I could walk out by it. Chuck just put a halter on and let it in, you know. And and I backed the trailer down, and I've got one cow that any time anything different happens, it. you guys have worked cows, you know that, okay? And... And so immediately, AJ's, well, that got them all. I walk out there, I thought, this bull hasn't been around here that long. He's not, I couldn't even get close to him. I thought, this will be easy. This was my plan, okay? (laughs) And so I'm thinking, oh man. And, And I told, I told Marilyn that morning, Monday morning, I said, I hope to have this all done and be home by 10 o'clock and then, okay, and, and I could see, I already in my spirit, I'd given up cause this, there wasn't, I was gonna have to, have to set up the corral, do this and that and this and that and let them calm down. And I'll come back after lunch. And I said, man, God, I need your help and I'm starting to set up things. And, and I look, And I put some feet out here, and that bull and one other was in there. And long story short, I was able to get it loaded. And I'm saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God had them like that, you know, to teach me. If everything had gone smooth, I wouldn't have praised God. I would have said, that's a pretty good bull. I did a pretty good job. But you know what? We can't do anything. You can't, you can't cook a meal. You can't go to work. You say, I've worked 40 years. I could do it blindfolded. No, you can't. And if we learn to depend on God, there will be praise and to practice His presence. God, what we need to pray is God, help me to practice your presence this week. Help me to practice that you're right here with me. And um, what a difference it would make in our lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to practice your presence. You're here. You're with us. But Lord, help us to realize it and live with it. And, And Lord, I pray that we really would Rejoice in the privilege to have you with us. Lord, may our lives be changed because of your presence. We pray in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.